You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question comes from Sydney. I was conflicted recently hearing that forgiveness is conditional, that we are to forgive like God forgives, giving the scripture 1 John 1, 9, that it would be unfair to Christ to forgive without the offending person repenting. Your thoughts? Fascinating question. Yeah. I actually did some homework on this because I wasn't sure, is this something out there? And it is. There are all kinds of landing spots, and these aren't just hat, you know, kind of old. There's this whole category of conditional forgiveness teaching out there, and it was a bit of a rabbit hole, Sydney, but I wanted to come through <laughs> for you, all right? So I won't tell you all the stuff that I read because I think it's all wrong, and this is Ask Dr. E, not Ask the Website. Ask so, the wrong people. <laughs> ask the wrong people. <laughs> Ephesians 4, 2, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Hmm. Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. So number one point, God's forgiven us, we're to forgive others. I find no condition here. Mm-hmm. It's not, you forgive others who have come back to you and asked for repentance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you forgive mm-hmm. others who are really sorry, etc. It's pretty simple. Those are just two verses. There are many more you could cross-reference. More often than not, the offending person may not, maybe never repent. Yeah. I've had injustices in my life. You've yeah. had them in your yeah. life. And we can't sit around and wait for said person. Right. And I don't find any injunction in the Bible that says, go find the person that sinned against you and tell them you sinned against me and you need to repent. So right. that's the transactional way we look at life. So if these individuals, and I suspect, I'm going to guess, Sydney had someone who hurt her, as I've had people that have hurt me, and they haven't repent. They may not think they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We hold on to that hurt. We hold on to that wound. We bear a grudge. Maybe even we want revenge. Mm-hmm. That's normal human nature. But these passages tell me i got to lay it down. In my experience, and I don't like talking about experience, if you know that, but in my experience talking to people who've had injustices or lawsuits or sexual abuse as a child from an uncle or a dad or a brother they have to lay that down again and again and again and again in life. Yeah. I believe it's attributed to Corey Ten Boom, but I'm not certain she said it originally. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is setting the prisoner free only to find out that the prisoner was me. Yep. Yep. So to let go of hurt, to let go of injustice, damage, there are scars that remain. Christ died to accomplish our forgiveness, but as sinful humans, I am incapable of forgiving somebody in the flesh. Yeah, Willpower alone is not sufficient. I'm sorry to report that the consequences of someone's sin in your life and mine may leave lifelong scars. And again, I mentioned abuse. You and I both, Hannah, we know couples where one of the others had an affair. Oh, yeah. I don't know how. I don't either. They can go how forward you, in life and ever... And- 
forgive and not think about and that. And those that have that we know are like stronger, more amazing couples than than others that we I mean it's like it's it's mind blowing. And unfortunately, I have to also report it's never one. It seems like there's more than one affair. I mean, maybe there's yeah. one, but it's not uncommon to find right. out, okay, there was another one and there was another one. Yeah. And I mean, you and I know a couple that got married and he was having affairs while they were engaged and after their honeymoon, for goodness sakes. Crazy. I just I don't understand it. Yeah. How do you get over that? I don't know. So, okay, let's be let's be good Christians. Pray for that person. Right. Ask Christ to help you forgive that person because I can't do that in the flesh. Yeah. 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 And she mentioned first John one nine. I have to lean on his word. I have to ask his Holy Spirit's help. And I think this is a little caveat emptor here. We talk about Christ and praying to God the Father. Don't miss that the Holy Spirit was the one Jesus sent to permanently indwell us as our parakaleo, mm-hmm. to come alongside. He knows our groanings we can't even articulate with language. So I'm hurt and wounded and scarred by what this person did. So I'm going to ask for Christ and his Spirit to help me when the hurt remains. Now, I'm going to say something I'm not happy with, but I've come to the conclusion that until and unless the Holy Spirit and Christ works in you and me, it's like a cow lick. Your second son, Pax, has the best cow licks in the world. (laughs) He's got this amazing head of hair that's like magnificently disorganized and beautiful. And it doesn't matter what you do, right? It's going to go. Wah! Yeah, I don't even. I don't even brush it. Yeah, There's I love no it. That's point. why it's so great. Tyler brushes it so it's carefully, like, and point? it's still. Yeah, yeah two minutes later. Yeah, Wah! Like, yeah. yeah, that's how I feel about this. You can lay it down. You can ask Christ to help you forgive, but that person's name comes across your screen. A memory comes up. You get sick to your stomach. You're nauseated because they hurt you, and you're sad. Mm-hmm. So, if nothing else, it's very strong medicine that. A, I need to ask people for forgiveness. And I need to be specific and clear because what's going to happen? They're going to suffer the same way that you and I are suffering from these injustices. Sin is going to leave consequences even when we forgive and are forgiven. And that's part of the spiritual life. That's part of, this is hard. And to gloss over it, well, you know, if you really believe and trust, I get so weary of people that say stuff like that. No, it hurts. Yeah. And it's a lifelong scar. Those rock solid believers that we know will talk about that. Can Christ heal? Yes. Can he put salve on our injuries? Yes. But you know what? There's a scar. And I think it's interesting that he has scars. Hmm even in his resurrected body. Hmm. I've never thought about that. That's interesting. So to circle back though, because I read her question a few times because it took me a moment to, I wanted to make sure I was understanding what she's asking. And this may not be what she's saying. After I read it a few times, I thought, okay, so she references 1 John 1, 9, where it's if we confess our sins, if we confess, he is faithful. So it seems like that verse is contingent. We're not forgiven unless we confess. And so that's where I was wondering, is that which, so then A, is that true? Because that would make technically Jesus's forgiveness of us we're not forgiven by the blood of Christ unless we confess and repent, right? And then I think she's saying, so therefore, isn't that applicable to others? So 
there's what we call first, second, and third class conditional clauses. And, not, and <laughs> We're hang really on, getting hang in. On. I love no, it. No, no, hang on. Not to get too deep. Yeah. A lot of times when you read if, just hmm. in the English language, throw the word since in there. Interesting. And I'm going to argue that First John chapter 1, verses 5 to 9 are going to be since more than likely. And I'm not going to follow my sword on this. Yeah. I'm not going to joust yeah, dragons with Dan Wallace who can read unsealed Greek, you know, backwards, upside down at night with a flashlight, but I'm going to read it in that way. Since we say we have fellowship with him, mm. since we walk in light, since we say we have no sin, nine, since we confess our sins. Mm-hmm. So it's not a first class condition in that if I do this, he then will, this. but it's uh-huh. more of because, because of since when we I... do this, uh-huh. he forgives us and he's faithful to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Christ does say that if we hold sin against someone else, that we are not forgiven in True. the so-called Lord's Prayer, True. which is actually the disciples' prayer. Yep. Yep. And so we have to keep, this is great theology, which is why I love it, but we're, we're doing theology we're thinking outside of just one verse in or out mm-hmm, of context mm-hmm. and saying, how do we understand the breadth? We've got to piece them all together, look and, at the big yeah, picture. And that's why I said it's a big topic right yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. And you're right. Her question is more precise than my rambling answer. But my point is, in the rambling, is that it can't be conditional in that. And again, as I read it, she's intimating I got to forgive someone else, even though who hasn't repented, right. who hasn't confessed. Says, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgive without yeah. the offending yeah. person repenting. Yeah. So you're right on your observation. I'm answering the second part of the question. Totally, totally. So, but it goes there. It's a big topic. So, at some level, I mean, think about this. If I hold a grudge, and Jesus will talk about the log in your eye. Yep. He doesn't say not judge, and this is boy, our culture has gone crazy with judging. But he doesn't say don't judge. Right. He says look to yourself first. Basically, you got, and it's a joke. You got this beam out of your eye. You're right. trying to expect. Right. You, know, you you're, you got to make sure your conscience is clear that you're. Well, you're living immorally, yeah. or you're a thief, or a liar, or yeah. a conniver, or whatever. And you're saying don't be you, judging you, you, somebody you're being else. Critical somebody else yeah. of the very thing you're doing. So that's where we have to hold intention. But again, that one reason I mentioned that. This conditional forgiveness, there's a whole landing world of bad teaching on what this doesn't mean. And that's Mm -hmm. what I was trying to say without Mm -hmm. going down those holes. But short answer, there's a tension between that and being wounded and the injustice that happened to me. I have a number of friends in the ministry that have been just destroyed. And we've compared notes over the years. And it's interesting how I have one pastor friend that was fired from two different churches, and I mean, his life's a ruin, and he's very discouraged by it. Mm. When I talk to him, he's like, I want out, I'm done. He's not close enough to retirement to retire, but he has been very hurt, and I have nothing but empathy for him. And when I hear him talk about what happened to him, I go, boy, I've had a charmed life Mm. compared to what he went through. But at some point, you've got to, and that's, and he and I have had this conversation, you've got to lay it down to the point where you say, Christ, I can't by willpower or praying for this person or whatever, forgive him. Mm-hmm. It creeps up like that cowlick. Yep. Christ, I need your help. I know I'm supposed to. Yeah. I know you forgave me. Yeah. I know my sins are just as egregious, if not more egregious. But Lord, I can't let it go. Mm-hmm. And you know what? 
I think he hears us. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a compassionate enough God. And people that will give you a platitude, just be careful. You live your Christian life before Christ, not before men. Mm -hmm. And just know that he loves you. He cares about you. He knows the injustice and the scars that you have. And he himself has scars that he did nothing wrong. Yeah. But our sins inflicted those scars on him. And when we see him, we'll see those scars. Yeah. And to go off of that, the verse that popped into my head, specifically thinking about her, this conditional forgiveness idea is, but while we were still sinners, while we were God's while enemies, we were yet sinners. he still acted, he stepped towards us, he sent his son to die on the cross for us while we were still his arch enemies. Yes. So your arch enemy, <laughs> yeah. like God moved towards us in forgiving us without us repenting at that point. I mean, you really can say that now, of course, the process of faith, et cetera, et cetera. But yes. There's no one on this earth that can be a greater arch enemy to us than we have been to the Lord. Yeah. And he moved towards us in yeah. an act of love and forgiveness. I can't remember where I read it or who it was. It runs together. But this statement about, they were talking about a, a guy that committed this crazy guy, Daryl Brooks or Darrell Brooks, who killed all those people in that parade and watching oh, his, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's evil. He's yeah. evil. Yeah, yeah. And someone was talking about in each heart of man, we are completely capable of doing that. Yep. That's yep. depravity. Yep. The self-restraint, self-control, moral guidance, guardrails of life, Holy Spirit, if you're a believer, keeps us from being murderous, yep. rapists, thieves, you know, whatever you want to throw in there. I agree, but I hadn't thought of it in those terms. Oh, yeah. I could have been Darrell Brooks and been so yep. mad that day. Yep. That I drove through a park and killed a bunch of people. I don't think I would have, right? But oh no, no, you have it's that in you. Potential. It's in you, yeah. And that's where to understand Christ loves and died for us, but they're scars. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I think of children who've been abused. I, I, I don't know how you recover. Yeah. And we talked about affairs. I don't know. Well, God's word. Yeah. God's spirit. spirit. And don't underestimate God's people. Yeah. People that have been there, who've walked with you, who know it, yeah. who've likewise been hurt. We need one another to say, that's horrible, but Christ loves you and we'll walk with you. Yeah. All right. If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info's in your show notes. We may or may not answer it in 10 minutes or less. I don't know what to say. I don't think we did that one. We did not make it. We definitely (laughs) did not. (laughs) Um, Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonamorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. 